If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash design bootcamp. All right, guys, it is time to face our fears and let's address the elephant in the room. So many of you are not creating because someone somewhere in some time period, this affects all of us clearly, told you that whatever you were doing wasn't good enough or told you that you wouldn't, they wouldn't buy it or that whatever you were making was fine but you didn't see, they didn't see how you could sell it, okay? I think I've hit like 99% of you who are listening to this podcast. You know, the crazy thing is, you know the point in time it happened. You can visualize in your head the, maybe not the artwork that you did, but remember like the feeling you felt when that person said to you it wasn't something they liked, it could have been another kid even, it was not good enough, it wasn't exactly like no one would buy it or they wouldn't buy it, right? And almost always it was a close friend, a family member, a teacher. Um, I've heard a gazillion of these stories and it has happened to so many people, okay? Like it's, it's like the thing that keeps people from being their true creative selves. And it's like baggage that we carry around all the time. You guys know what I'm talking about. We carry it around and it keeps us from being like our total complete creative self. It's kind of like I remember when my kids started realizing, you know, that some of the things they said, some of the things they did, like they kind of almost had to watch themselves in front of peers. For me, I think for my kids, I kind of remember it happening around 10 to 12, you know, and they're in that awkward stage into teenager-ism. Uh, I don't know what you call that, the teenage years. And it was just like kind of this like starting to be super aware that um, that they might be judged, that what they're doing maybe wasn't cool, right? Is that same thing for artists that like almost everyone I know can pin, pin a time when someone told them something that made them feel like, I can't be an artist, I can't be a designer. And if you're here listening, I guarantee it's happened to you. It feels like it's happened more than I would like. Um, I, I find, um, you know, so in Design Suite, we consider it like an encore program. And, and we call it that a little bit because the people who come into our program, we definitely have outliers, but we do have a lot of people who call it their encore career to come into design. And it's like the last 20 years, 10 years, 25 years, the reason they haven't done the thing they wanted to do is because of some kind of baggage from a long time ago. And maybe all it was was fe this feeling that you couldn't make money as an artist. You couldn't make money as a designer, right? And because you felt those things, instead you took, uh, uh, you took your degree and you chose something that made more sense, right? You chose something that you knew you could make money doing, becoming a teacher, becoming a doctor, becoming a scientist, getting a degree in something that made sense, that you knew you could make money doing. And instead of going after your art or your passion, you made sure that you were going to be able to support your family. And now, several years down the road, 
there are some regrets. And that's often what I hear with my designers, that there are regrets. They wish they had been doing this sooner. That being said, those that are here in this spot, what I love about it is, and, and being able to see the people in my program thrive, is that you guys come with all this amazing life experience so that when you walk into this, it feels so different than college because instead what you're gonna do is push forward and bring all of that amazing experience with you, which really, really contributes to a great design career. So I know many of you have, have had this experience and it's a tough one. Um, I mean, like I've done consults where, you know, aspiring designers are crying because they feel like they just, they missed out, you know, and that they, they now have a chance um, to be able to do the thing that they really dreamed of doing, which is be a designer. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think there is a, a lot of myths around the starving artist and instead really know, I, I personally know um, from, from my experience as a designer that there can be a lot of money made as a designer and in owning your own business if you want both of those pieces. If you just wanna be a designer, my, my recommendation is always to um, go into corporate or to a company and work for them. But if you wanna own your own design business and you want that flexibility and freedom, all the things that happen when you own your own design business, then you have to learn how to design and you have to learn how to run a business, both of those things together. And I personally, from now having a business for 15 years that have, has been in design and seen how my profits have grown and how well I have done, it. I think it has inspired a lot of people to realize that whatever happened years ago, whoever said those things to you, that it is important to lift yourself up and get rid of that baggage, okay? Because it didn't mean anything. Which leads me into the whole thing that I really wanted to talk to today, and that is getting advice from people who don't understand or people who are amateurs. So I see this an awful lot and I want you to be aware of it now, okay? We can't do anything about the past except for let it go, um, which is hard to do, okay? So I'm not saying that irreverently. It is very, very hard to let go of the past. Instead, I want you to think about right now in this period of time, who are you going to for design advice, for business advice, okay? And very often I will see designers getting design critiques from their mom, from their spouse, from their children, and I am very confused because we should never get advice from people who do not know, okay? I would not go to my local florist and ask her to diagnose me for something. That makes no sense, why would I do that, okay? And that is the equivalent of what many of you are doing with your design work. Is this design work good enough to sell? And you're asking someone in your family who has zero experience owning their own business, zero experience selling their stuff, and zero experience doing design. So we have to stop that. So I'm asking you to stop asking people who don't know, okay? And this happens, maybe you don't ask, Maybe you get unsolicited advice from friends and family, maybe your best friend or your spouse about your design work, and they'll just make a comment. 
and you don't appreciate that comment because it's not useful because they don't own a design business. So why in the world would you be taking advice from them, right? So here's the thing. There is a lot of negativity that comes at us as designers. And as designers, we actually have to keep our positive levels up. Why? The more positive we're feeling, the better we're able to create. I, I don't know that for a fact. There's no way to scientifically prove that. But I am here to tell you, when I feel happy, I can create like it's nobody's business. Faster, cooler, better. I feel more significant. I love, I feel super fulfilled, okay? I suspect you feel the same too. So when I have like these negative things happening in the background, I, I find myself struggling. I find myself dwelling on the comments. I get really frustrated, okay? That is not um, a place that's conducive for becoming an amazing designer. I need positive energy. So if you are getting unsolicited advice, if you are asking for advice, these are things that we've got to figure out how to rein in. First of all, go find yourself a real mentor, someone, maybe you just have to hang out with me here in the podcast, who, who's trying to do what you're doing or has already done it. So like if I have modeled for you how to build a six-figure design business, and you wanna follow what I'm doing, do that, okay? The advice I'm giving you is specific to that, right? If you go follow another podcast and they're teaching you how to do copywriting, I have a friend who does copywriting, and you're trying to design, don't take the advice because you've gotta massage it and think about how it's working for copywriters and what piece of it applies to you, right? So this makes total sense in my head and yet I see an everyday practicality people not follow this advice. They're still asking random people whether their design works good enough or they could sell it. Maybe you have a friend who sold on Etsy one time and you're all like, I'm gonna go ask that friend if my stuff will sell on Etsy. I mean, if they have a shop that has like five things in it, why in the heck are you asking them, okay? Go get some real advice and choose people you know who are going to be supportive of you, okay? now. I am not saying by any means, I feel like I have to you know, put a little warning label on this, that if someone, um, if you go to someone and you want to buy $50,000 worth of inventory to start a physical shop and they say that is not a good idea or your spouse says, mm, I don't know how I feel about that and you've never proven yourself in, in smaller businesses or shown that you are consistently doing the work, I'm not saying that they're wrong on that. What I'm saying is if you're asking their advice about your actual design work and they're not a designer, be careful about that. Does that make sense? That's really all I want you to be careful of, okay? And, and to increase that positivity in your life, know when you're asking the right questions, okay? So here, here's a question. question. If I go to someone and I say, is this design work good enough? Compared to what? That's a terrible question. I don't, I can't say like, is this good enough for what, right? Like I'll do a piece of art and if I took it to my, or if someone even brought it to me, they'd be say, and they said, what is, you know, is this good enough? I'd be like, tell me for what? Well, it's probably good enough for that store, but it's not good enough for my fabric line, right? And, and that's the thing, it's all about you know, whatever's surrounding it, the surrounding circumstances, okay? So you're not asking the right question to begin with, right? Is this good enough to put in my X, Y, and Z shop? 
That's, I still don't even like that question. I'll tell you why. Because it's asking if something is good enough. The better question is, will this sell to the right customer in my shop? Is someone going to be able to use this functionally and will it make their lives happier? That should be the question you're asking. If I zip together a, I'm trying to think of something I've made recently. Um, oh, we have tons of fonts. Okay, so like if I, I design a font, okay, and I'm doing a sans serif and it has a little bit of a handwritten look to it. If I say to myself or I question myself, I go, is this font going to be a great use for somebody on a wedding invitation? No, it's not. It's a handwritten look. I don't think it's going to be good. Okay, is this font going to be useful to someone who is doing a cute little kid birthday card? Ooh, yeah, it does kind of fit that, right? And I put it up and I start my SEO and my keywords and I, I place them under, right, kids, birthday. Like I'm kind of thinking about who this is for, right? Do you see how like when we're asking the right questions, we actually could figure out a way to get great results. But when we're asking the wrong questions, these open-ended questions and really just wanting to massage our own egos with it and make sure that people like what we do, that we're not going to get results. The whole goal as a designer is to make stuff that works for people, whether it's beautiful and they want to bring it into their home because it's so beautiful or whether it's functional and they can use it for something. I hope this helps. I know it was like a little bit of me going around in circles, but the bottom line is this. Take advice from people who know what they're doing, who have been where you have you want to go. Okay? That's it. Go like get advice from people that you know are going to take you where you need to go. Stop and stop asking the wrong questions. The wrong questions will take you in the wrong places. I mean, if you say, is this good enough to put in my store? And your husband looks at it and it goes, no. And then you never put it up and it's something super fantastic. What a disservice, right? What if he said, sure, yes. And it's not very functional. No one knows how to use it. It's not zipped up correctly. And like people look at it and they go, I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that, right? And then you're like, oh, I must be a terrible designer. Well, you just never asked the right question, okay? All right, guys, hopefully this was helpful. Hey, if you have not seen yet, my book is out. So if you haven't checked that out and you want more sage advice from me, I'm pretty straightforward and direct. I usually say that at the beginning of design bootcamp. I'm very realistic with people. I try to give good advice, especially as you're starting out as a designer. Check that out on Amazon at Design, Profit, and Prosper. Um, you can look up my name or you can look up the title of the book and make sure and check out the free workbook that comes along with it. Um, that's downloadable on my website, so you're going to want to check that out. And I will see you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.